Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Wrestling Inc. AEW Dynamite After Show. And have we got a show for you. We've got the Hung Bucks in trouble. We've got Keith Lee getting his hair black again. And we also have the return of the pain maker. But before we get into all of that, allow me to introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer being joined as always by the legendary referee Jimmy Corderas and the person who always brings a crew with her NYC demon diva Isa. How is the crew doing? Isa, you're on the far end. Let's start with you. Hi, everything's good. I got I, I reroute my streams over here. So there are some of my viewers in the chat. Appreciate you guys. Thanks. thanks thanks for thanks for bringing them through that always helps the numbers and i like to take credit for it so i don't that's bring them for you cool. i bring them for jimmy thank you well i hope you notice oh. i wore pink i mean it's a it's a light i did, thing. I did. I did. <laughs> jimmy broke the rules today but jimmy can do whatever he wants no yeah, well it's it's more more of a I, I i was gonna bring out the smackdown ref shirt but i figured it's this kind of ref shirt with lines going the other way it's pretty close. It's pretty close. Yeah. He put you in the middle, you know, so it, it works out go. perfectly. Right. It's the uh, hardcore match referee shirt, we'll say. There you go. Uh, so, uh, yeah, great to be here. Uh, and I just got to say, you guys, before we get into the news, I've been noticing the comments on the YouTube page. I check them out. Everyone was hemming and hawing and freaking out because we missed an AEW show. We're not, it's not that we're not covering AEW anymore. We just had some staffing stuff creep up on us during Forbidden Door. It's no big deal. We're back. We got a great show. Rest easy. We're covering AEW. It's going to be a good time. All right, folks. We got that covered. Great. Good. Great. Let's get into it. Yeah. Let's do it. 
Thank you so much to everyone who's joined us here, uh, whether you're in the chat or whether you're lurking, watching, and just watching the show or listening later. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe, uh, copy the link, and throw it in there and uh, into social media and let everyone know you're watching. Um, yeah, let's get in, into this news. We have some, not a whole lot of big news to, this week or today, I should say, uh, but one big piece of news that answered a question I think a lot of people uh, were looking for, and that was uh, Dave Batista has revealed why he missed out on the WWE Hall of Fame 2023 induction. Uh, the multi-time WWE champion turned actor was initially announced for the Hall of Fame class of 2020, only for that to be delayed by the COVID-19 pandemic. Set to be part of the 2021 class instead, Batista was later removed due to being unable to attend the ceremony and has since been left out of the 2022 and 2023 classes as well for similar reasons. Uh, while shopping for sneakers with cool kicks recently, Batista discussed why this year's ceremony in Los Angeles just wasn't in the cards, saying he was in uh, South Africa. Couldn't make it. It's too busy. Uh, Issa, how important of a person must you be to be like i'm too i'm too busy to go to the hall of fame uh, it's dave batista so i'm pretty sure him and the rock are probably two of the people that i would expect to have that kind of schedule where this kind of situation happens mm -hmm. uh he'll get there he'll get there it's gonna be okay yeah he i think he'll get there uh, mm -hmm. uh jimmy you've been around a few hall of fames in your time has anyone else, is there anyone that you know of that had to say, I'm going to pass this time around uh, and come back later? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head, but I don't think it's for the same reasons, unless that's the, because you have someone like a John Cena who should be, is he in the Hall of Fame? John, not yet. Exactly. But he's a busy guy too. You know what I mean? And look, let's put it this way. When you're part of the Marvel universe, as well as doing other movies, you know, he's a busy guy. And the fact that they keep asking him year after year means that they're not saying, well, you know, taking it personal. They understand that in the entertainment industry, sometimes you are swamped. And it, in a good way, Dave is swamped. Yeah, it's I mean, it's a good thing. I mean, if anything, it's good for WWE too, to be like our talent is so busy, they can't even make these great mm -hmm. offers. Uh, and that's really kind of what just happens in mm -hmm in life when you become that successful you you've got to make decisions and the hall of fame will always be there for big mm -hmm. dave batista and i'm sure he'll get in there one one way or another i do think with john cena they're just like i feel like they don't want to put people in if they know they're going to still wrestle and they know they're going to want john cena to do some more stuff mm -hmm. so uh, they're holding off on him but he's basically in there i think I mean, it's just a matter of him oh, saying yeah. it's oh, time yeah. Uh, speaking of it's time, it's time to give a shout out to everyone in the chat, whether it's Justine A, Ian Adams, Huffman, Elite Training, Clay Ford. Uh, we got uh, Jonathan in the house. We got uh, Dylan, the GIF King, Ethan Cruz, David is in the house, uh, George Bartley, uh, everyone else, Sherrod Jones, and uh, everyone else, uh, OZKOK90 underscore. I don't know how to pronounce that so i'm just gonna spell it out jeffrey uh everyone here thanks so much ricky zaldivar always good to see you all make sure again like comment share to subscribe and if you're just lurking thanks for being here too thanks for watching along uh but if you do want to just pop in and say hello that's cool too it's a very friendly group even uh monish and lego collector here joining in on the fun um you guys want to chat about aew dynamite sure 
Yeah, let's, you guys are like Jack. Just get to the just get to the point already. Quit rambling and, and just do it. it. And just do it. We're live, pal. Preambling. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure you heard that a million times. <laughs> so we're gonna get to. Uh, let's start with the the beginning of the show. Uh, Mox versus Ishii. Uh, the fallout from Forbidden Door a little bit playing in here. It's a brawl until Eddie Kingston comes out and grabs a chair to chase off the BCC. Then it's a kerfuffle until eventually Mox gets the win. Post-match, Mox bumps into Kingston and they trade words before Eddie allows or Eddie follows Mox through the curtain. Uh, Jimmy, as far as an opening contest goes, I feel like this actually kind of checked every single box you're looking for. There was a little bit of post forbidden door fallout in here between these guys, hard hitting match, big star in John Moxley. When you have the lead in from the show before international star for people who like the more, uh, hardcore wrestling fan based stuff. And you get a little bit of a reheating of a story with Kingston and, and Mox. I feel like it yeah. checked every box. What say you? Well, well, it did check a lot of boxes, and that might be a little bit of a problem because, yes, you're trying to cater to certain audiences, but this match catered to a specific audience, and that's the hardcore AEW audience because they bought into this thing just like they bought into uh, – don't get me wrong. Forbidden Door was a good pay-per-view, man. Uh, I, I, we talked about it on Monday. You know, mm -hmm. it, it was. Uh, but tonight they started off hot. You know, I, I just question, again, only because we'll talk about this later on in the show – uh, was the blood necessary from John in this yes. particular situation? Always. I don't think it was necessary, but I don't think he could help himself. Right. <laughs> you know this I mean? one, I don't know if it was just, he was pretty gashed up. I don't know if this was an intentional thing. It didn't look. I like think it was. A, it didn't look like it, especially when you first mm. saw when he first started bleeding. This one mm. might have been an accident because it wasn't his typical. Besides, when is his typical one? The cameraman makes sure that he gets it so we can see him bleeding. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to hear. I wish I could like hear John Moxie be like, "Oh man, I'm bleeding too early." Ah, yeah. now I don't minutes, get to do. <laughs> two minutes and sixteen seconds. I time it. I time it. Two minutes and sixteen seconds was the time tonight. Well, you know, like it was a hard hitting match, and they started off, you know, forehead to forehead, and what do you expect? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was a, but I love this one. I love, like I said, the hard hitting aspect. I liked uh, the Ishii. I was thinking to myself, he's lucky he's a hard hitting guy because if he wanted to be a high flying dude, I'd say you're not, you, you look like someone who's supposed to beat people up, not high fly. So you got to learn to change. Uh, but Isa, I feel like this is the kind of match that's right up your alley. Just two guys beating the crap out of each other. Oh, I loved it. I loved a lot of things on tonight's episode, but we all know how I feel. I love violence and hardcore and all that stuff. So um, I thought this was a great opener. You know, you're going in after the pay-per-view. You want to see some some action. You want to see some follow-up to that. So I, I have fun. I enjoyed it. It was hard-hitting. And again, I'm very invested into this Moxley and Eddie Kingston thing. And, and there's mm -hmm. they did a lot of things tonight that, that go way back in the, in the storytelling that, that I felt invested into. I, I want to see where, where we're going with this. And, and we'll talk about it, what happened later on. But yeah, overall, it was a, it was a banger of an opener. Great crowd. Great crowd, mm -hmm. Canada. I mean, it helps them that they're in a different setting. They did an excellent job at getting those shots to show you that this place is packed, which... We, we haven't seen a lot of those shots recently. Oh, I hear a baby. Mm. <laughs> Talking to you, you need to put your uh, little emoji up. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I thought this was an excellent opener, especially following up um, for Bindor. Yeah, I want to double back on that, Issa. The, uh, right after this, after commercial break, we see Renee Paquette 
uh, and she's reprimanding John Moxley for how he's acting. And she she's the only person I've seen really shut up Eddie Kingston by yelling at him too. Uh, she got involved. This was the first time. Now they've alluded to to her and John Moxley being married, and and it's no secret. But this was I think this was the first time they were on camera together and acted like she wasn't an interviewer or a mm. broadcast person speaking with a wrestler. Uh, Issa, what are, do you like that they're doing that? Or do you think that they should keep these things kind of separate? Well, I beg to defer. I de we did see a little bit of that in the storyline with Moxley and Hangman Page, especially when, you know, when Hangman got concussed and all that back and forth. And she had to interview Hangman after he concussed Moxley. There was a little bit of that tension that you knew she was, kind of pissed off at him uh, but I love seeing her you know reprimand him it's just like listen I'm nitpicking at this point but it just felt weird because we saw what Brie Garcia posted about Brian you know and she was just so like I'm gonna kill him for going 10 extra minutes on a, such a bad injury and now we see mm -hmm. you know and maybe it, it gives you like that perspective like hey maybe she saw that and now she's starting to worry about her husband too you know so I, I do like it as long as we don't I don't need to see Renee involved in a storyline, but a, but a quick segment backstage like that, I do not mind at all. Yep. And Jimmy, it looks like you agree. No, I agree with that. Uh, that's the only thing I was afraid of after seeing this segment. Yes. I, you know, I like the fact that they acknowledge that they are a couple, they are married, they have a child together and the whole bit and her being, Hey, you got to calm down, man. You can't keep bleeding like this. We have a family. You, I get it's a tough business, so on and so forth, but I don't want to see it lead to a, mixed tag match down the road with Renee. Renee um, is perfect in the role she's in. Mm -hmm. You know, she does that so well. She doesn't need to be in the ring. Uh, the only thing, if she's going to be part of the story, is getting upset with John for John taking it a step too far. Uh, one of the things that I really liked about this setup was, too, was sometimes we talk about maybe AEW gets a little too far into the weeds or things that maybe not enough people have seen before. So I like that Moxie kind of called it out with Eddie Kingston. Like, why do you hate Claudio for some Chikara stuff 10 years ago? Nobody mm. saw. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, I kind of like that he fronted it. But then I also like Eddie Kingston to be like, that's me, dude. I'm mad at people. I, I hold grudges. What do you expect? Yep. <laughs> it was a fun, like almost acknowledging that, yeah, this is kind of an, uh, a deep cut. But at the same time, mm. that's who I am, buddy. I hate people forever. That's just yeah. the way it goes. Uh, very simple thing that actually quickly explained why he hates him without going too far in depth. But you go, oh, okay, there's just some weird thing from the Indies. They don't like each other. Uh, Eric Douglas, what? You, speaking of snitches, Eric Douglas saying, Issa, why are you working with a snitch? He's talking about you, Jack. It's me? I'm not a oh. snitch. I would never. I never. I would never rat anyone out to their face. Um, <laughs> uh, we definitely got a, a super chat here, uh, real quick, uh, from Sridip uh, Sangupta. Let me know if I said that right. I apologize if I got it wrong. Um, AEW style heel turn, attack good guy, tell banging hot chicken, run away from good guy. Also, if everyone banging hot chick, then who is the hottest chick? Also, Jimmy in the middle with blue ref shirt. Uh, perfect place. We'll get into, uh, I think, the spot you're referring to in a little bit here. <laughs> that was one of my favorite segments of the night, spoiler alert. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we, we move on, and we get Renee Paquette again working overtime mm -hmm. backstage, and she's chatting with 
Adam Cole, baby. And then MJF shows up and is like, hey, let's just be a two-man power trip. That worked out really well for someone else. Uh, and uh, Cole skeptically agrees. Mm -hmm. They pitch some new merch. Later on, Roderick Strong is telling Adam Cole, like, dude, you can't trust MJF. And he's like, yeah, I know. And he's like, well, what if he watches the show later? He's like, You're not going to watch the show. Come on. Isa, uh, I thought this was another great example of them sort of fronting something like, yeah, because that was, I always wonder, like, do guys ever watch the show back? They talk all this stuff that gives away so much stuff, but they actually just address like, oh, yeah, he's not going to watch it. <laughs> uh, how did you feel about this combo of segments, uh, Isa? The yeah, I just I I I wasn't into it. I wasn't what? into it. I, I I I just I just wasn't. What do you want me to say? There was a lot. I enjoyed a lot of tonight's I, show. So I want I you to understand that it was great. Positive. Yeah, but it wasn't. Anyway, <laughs> I'll be a lot more positive tonight because there was a lot that I enjoyed. But this was just there for me. That's a I Jimmy. You got to be the tiebreaker here because I love. I'm kind of liking the idea of Adam Cole and MJF just being a terrible person tag team, because uh, Adam Cole can be a terrible person when he wants to be, even if he stays a good guy. I, I like. I just. I feel like I like them as this odd couple team. No, I get what you're saying, and you know this could be entertaining in a certain way, but I don't want it to turn into uh, the Stone Cold uh, Kurt Angle. Um, interaction where MJF becomes this funny guy. I like MJF as a mean son of a, a SOB. You know what I mean? I'd rather have him being the angry guy instead of trying to play um, fun guy. You know, right. you know what I'm trying to say? Like, like, like Kurt Angle was, uh, that's the only thing I'm worried about. I know he can do it. He can pull it yeah. off, but at this point, I don't want to see it right now. I think, I think that pairing him with Sammy Guevara just so recent ago, having kind of like a similar approach, it just mm. it doesn't help this one. You're saying you wouldn't buy into MJF wearing a tiny cowboy hat because I would be totally into that. Was the ukulele singing Jimmy Crack Corn and I Don't Care? Yeah. Ah. Come on. You, that would that would print money. Also, uh, not yet. Though. Uh, better than you, baby, is actually a really good shirt. I think it is a good shirt. It's catchy. Yeah, it's catchy. It yeah. yeah. Uh, that's a good one. So I'm on board with it in the chat. Let me know. Like you guys, I'm going to say you're the tiebreaker because these two didn't agree with me. So I'm changing the rules and I'm going to say mm. the chat is the tiebreaker. Do you guys like this? Would you guys like to see the team of Adam Cole and MJF uh, work it out and keep going? I think that'd be fun. Um, but uh, let's uh, continue on to a team that I don't think is going to be together for very long. And that's Orange Cassidy, Keith Lee, and Vikingo against Daniel Garcia, Magic Daddy, and Cool Hand Ange. Uh, the story of the match here is that the odd pairing of Keith Lee, Vikingo, and Cassidy work together. Uh, JAS gets some fun stuff in, like Daniel Garcia dancing on Keith Lee. Uh, but in the end, it was Keith Lee's powering his way through to get the win for the team. Um, Jimmy, the I, I, I hate saying this, but I feel like the biggest story of this was Keith Lee with shaved and has black hair again and didn't come out in a, his entrance gear. No, I hear you. And I kind of felt the same way. I mean, yes, it was a bit of a showcase for Keith Lee and, you know, showing off his strength and, and dominating the way he did in certain parts of the match. But it was, again, a typical AEW trios match. If you mm -hmm. if, if you get my drift, it, it, it's, it's that same kind of formula that they do in every trios match that they have almost, it feels like. And I did like the fact that Keith Lee was showcased in this the way he was because he is a great talent. 
mm-hmm. you know, and and deserves a little bit of a boost, so to speak. But yeah. uh, at the same time, I don't think anybody else really benefited in this one. Orange Cassidy kind of was there. And, you know, that's about it. I think the only r- real guy that came out of this getting any kind of a bump was Keith Lee out of six guys. Right. You you agree, Issa? A, a little bit, yeah. I, I, I love seeing Keith Lee, you know, come out looking like Keith Lee. <laughs> um, and I love seeing him showcase. We have three shows now, so there's no reason why some of these talents that we all have felt that are not being utilized properly cannot get a shot. I just... Um, I didn't like Keith Lee. I, I, they they grew on me a little bit later on, but I didn't like Keith Lee being put in a tag team with Swerve on the beginning. I just feel like he's a single star and you're wasting so many dream matches and opportunities. So I'm not going to tell you that I'm super hyped to see him in a 3-0 match either. I want to see him trying solo. And, and now there's no reason why you can't put these guys on TV and showcase them. But hey, let's put him back there. Let's show what he can do and slowly build a good story for him. My, my hope watching this, and this is me projecting pretty far, is that it leads to Keith Lee versus Orange Cassidy for that international title. Um, mm. I that at least again, that's kind of my projection. Uh, and I kind of feel like Vikingo is just exciting. So throw him in a, a match where he can do his jumps and everything. And I'm a big believer in Daniel Garcia. I just, I think he's going to do mm. great things. I think as far as in the ring, he wrestles well. And I think that, I think when he does certain things and, and, like his dancing is supposed to be kind of cringy. And I think he knows that because he's a bad guy. I think he, I think he knows what he's doing. And I think he's actually, I think he's great. I think once he gets going, cause he's only, he's young too. He's like 13 years old. I can't remember how old he is, but he's like, yeah. a, he's like a child still uh, in the, in the way of the world. But uh, I, I think once he really like gets going, he's going to be really good. I think Daniel Garcia, that's Jack's, pick i think you got to watch out for daniel garcia he's going to be a, a big time he's going to hmm. do big things there, there is potential there but uh, again he needs to absorb and be a sponge and not be afraid to ask questions to some of the veterans out there and kind of balance so to speak and yes i know people say oh this guy's too old school that guy's too old school don't go to him but that what they talk about makes sense mm-hmm. you know what i mean I, so you, you know you can mix old school and new school together I will say one of the things I've always been a fan of, of his um, I've been a fan of his for a while. Uh, I was lucky enough to see him before he signed with AEW. Uh, but the um, one of the things that really stuck out to me recently was at the uh, double or nothing post media scrum. Brian, da- Brian Danielson <laughs> called him out specifically as somebody who is listening and doing those things and is, is really working on the right thing. So that was something that also added me going, Oh, okay. Who did Brian Danielson ever do? <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. what has he done? Yeah, I mean, he couldn't uh, yeah. even get TV time tonight. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he did get a video package. He did. Yeah, just, that's true. He did. Ed <laughs> just beat one of the most, he had just like an incredible match with a broken arm. And, um, anyways, that's, that's crazy. If I had broke my arm, are you kidding me? I would be so done. Are you, like, are you kidding? I wouldn't do the show, this show today. If I broke my arm this weekend, I'd be like, guys, I got to cover. I got to recover. I, I once fractured two ribs and I got right back up and kept drinking and partying. Went to the hospital the next day. I broke my toe and I was immediate. I was like, this is the worst thing this is this. I fractured my sternum, believe it or Oof. not, in a match, yeah. taking a ref bump. And finished ah. the finished the match and That's got right. on a plane the next night and went home. 
Yep, that's that's it. And, and didn't realize it until I, you know, got home, getting off the plane, going, I, I, I really have a problem. You're a real it. one, Jimmy. You are <laughs> a real one. I actually, Whoa. I when I felt, I felt it because I landed on some metal, and I literally mm. said out loud, "I think I just broke a rib or two, but if I can get up, I'm good." I got up, keep going. Isa, on Monday, did you know, Jimmy Crack Corn here in the middle <laughs> said that he had Haku Ming, the most dangerous man in the history of the universe, break his finger. And Jimmy was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing and keep on working. It's a big that's deal. That's the way it should be. That's the way that's it should what, be. That's why, this little, that's why this little finger is like that. I can do that <laughs> with mine, but it's not because of a no. break. It's because my fingers are weird. <laughs> no, it, no, 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 this was this was stomped on. And I did the that's, old school. I took yeah. some duct tape and I just taped it to the... My ring I love that, Jimmy. You, 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 these, were, you were already my favorite, but now you just elevate it. These oh, wow. baby soft <laughs> hands can't do any of those things. Um, let's get into the Hung Bucks versus the Dark Order. <laughs> I, just, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> Jimmy, get that t-shirt. I'm going to beat him up. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's, let's talk about the Hung Bucks versus the Dark Order here. Um the Dark Order is upset that Adam Page kind of left him high and dry. And frankly, they're kind of right. Kind of agree with the Dark Order on this one. They end up having a six-man tag. And the story of the match is when Page gets in and Johnny Hungy starts laying in the thick leather. Uh, then Page is like, what the heck? And eventually, the whole Dark Order is aggressive with Adam Page. So Adam Page gets aggressive with them. And then eventually... After not being sure about it, Adam Page hits that buckshot lariat and gets the win for his team. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there was a big post-match hoopla that happened. Mm -hmm. But before we get into that, uh, Jimmy, mm -hmm. I, I think as far as the match structure goes, this one, I actually, there were moments I thought the Dark Order were going to actually get one over on the Elite. I, I, you know, I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I'm, I'm looking at who is in the match and I'm thinking to myself, not happening. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? That's just the yeah. way I felt watching this match. I was just, it was just a matter of time and how they did it. But the, the main thing I didn't like about this match was the placement of the match. We just had a trios match slash uh, six man tag match. You don't put your next match on another being another one space it out a little bit put something else in there one of the other matches that we had later on whatever it is a promo segment anything yeah i just do agree back, with that yeah just back to back it just kind of uh, loses its oomph yep i do agree, i do agree with that it was when you start seeing that many people in the ring that often it does start to to kind of mm -hmm muddy it up a little bit uh water it down that's the word i'm looking for mm -hmm. phrase i'm looking for uh and i agree with what you're saying about who's in it but that's why i thought it was kind of surprising is there was just moments where i was like this may be a story beat that they get the win here for whatever reason but of course it was not meant to be isa the dark order were right hangman did leave him high and dry right he did he did he found himself back with his cool friends and forgot about his geeky friends um but i i i do think that there was a difference in the match because I agree with Jimmy's criticism of them putting them back to back. But I also think that it shows you when there's a little bit of a story behind something, it makes you care more. Both of these matches were bangers. Both of these matches are excellent performers. I was 1000% invested here because the Dark Order have a past history with the elite, specifically Hangman Page. So mm -hmm. it makes you really care. And that goes to show you how if, if AW started putting more 
a little more effort to storylines, we would care about these matches, right? So, um, but I did think they put on a banger, and there was that one spot. I never mm. thought that the <laughs> that Dark mm. Order was gonna go over Jack. Sorry, but mm. I did think that uh, Jack Silver got a really, really good uh, close finish at one point. Mm. That I was like, no way. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and the other thing too is uh, whether it was intentional or not. I, you know, getting the blood from Hangman. Yeah, mm-hmm. Again, you know, when when you see something too often, it means less. Um, I will say that it, it, as someone, you know, we, we talk about, or I keep saying the Dark Order's right, Hangman kind of abandoned them here and, and left mm-hmm. them high and dry. And it's not necessarily the, the nicest thing in the world to do, but I'd do the same thing. Mm-hmm. If there's a cooler group to hang out with, I'm going to leave them high and dry. Speaking of snitches and Tony D on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I think I I think something the bloodline has really shown us, and I'm not saying this is the same as the bloodline, but as far as the concept goes, we love characters, but we also love to see how the relationships between different people and the stories play out. Those are the things that I think we can all connect with as opposed to just these are two great wrestlers and they're going to wrestle. But if you're like, like with the dark order, if you're looking at the pecking order of AEW, the dark order is way below the elite, but because there is that, Oh, they were friends, but now they're not because of this thing that's happening. It, it, as to Issa's point, you do buy in and you're like, okay, I'm interested in this. What's happening? How's this going to play out? And all that good stuff. Uh, that said, uh, Issa, the Dario Cueto of the uh, podcast, who loves her violence in all of her matches, uh, afterwards, the BBC, BCC, not the BBC, that's a different thing altogether. The BC, could you imagine the BBC comes out and attacks? Oh, a bunch goodness. of reporters come out. And, uh, is that Doctor Who attacking the young folks? <laughs> is that is that where your brain goes when you say oh, BBC? Because my, my brain goes elsewhere with BBC, but oh. that's just me. Well, that is definitely a different thing. I was thinking the uh, <laughs> this. Yes, this, reporters. This reporters, Jack. A, reporters. This, this took a turn for uh, <laughs> a different turn. Yeah. Um. So the. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club. I'll say it out the whole way from now on. Uh, they attack the... Uh, that actually sounds even funnier. Attacks the Hung Bucks. <laughs> um, post-match. And it's going to be Blood and Guts July 19th uh, in Boston. Jimmy, can you... You're, you're a referee. Get us back on the ra- trail on the, on the rails here. How? How am I going to get you back on the right trails? Yeah, that's it. Okay, okay, we got a blood and guts match coming up in Boston. Come, uh, but it, it it seems weird. This a blood and guts match almost feels like something that should be safe for a pay per view. Mm-hmm. You know, I get it. You want to put on an exciting show on TV. You want to draw your audience in and that sort of thing. But the TV shows usually used to be at one point uh, there to help not only continue stories but also to get people to tune into pay-per-views where the real money, I get it now. The money now is in TV. Mm-hmm. TV deals are where the money's at, but you got to take your time and save for these matches. It almost feels like too soon for blood and guts. Right. Yeah. Well, well, I, I, I would say I agree with you that it should be like a pay-per-view thing too soon, but I also feel like, and, and Issa, I want your, your take on this. Uh, it feels like it's a little too long for this rivalry at this point. I feel like they've been doing this for a year now. 
Yes, I and, and that's the thing. That's what we that's what we went with. Uh, what was the prior Blood and Guts? I think it was uh, Jericho Association Society. I can't remember, but that felt like it went on forever. Um, I don't know, Jimmy, if it's a TV thing, but also it's the TD Garden in Boston. That's a big arena to sell. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, Lego mm -hmm. just brought it up as well. They they, they got to sell some tickets because their ticket sales have not been uh, very appealing. We did hear a little bit of a bump on their ticket sales due to collision, but TD Garden mm -hmm. is a big arena for them to sell. So I would I, I did kind of assume did it not necessarily blood and guts but i did assume that they were going to put a big main event for that for that specific mm. location being in a major city and a major arena because they gone to boston but they never i don't think they ever taken out the td garden before it was smaller places makes sense well when, when did they do the last blood and guts match because it feels like that wasn't that long ago mm. um it wasn't a, it doesn't feel like it was a year ago i mean it, it feels like it was like that's the one that santana got injured yeah i can't yeah. remember when no. when that was uh, but it wasn't too long ago right. um and I think, yeah, your point is so that means the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm going to say it out the, the whole way now. Um, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> just use the letters anymore. Um, is a, like they they end all their rivalries in blood and guts. It seems like that's just their thing now. They just always do blood and guts. But there's always yeah. blood and guts in their matches. So what's the difference? <laughs> yeah, well, there's, a, there's a cage with weapons. Ooh. And people come out at a time in timed intervals. Oh, oh okay. So we didn't and the get match any goes of that. Beyond. And the anarchy in the arena matches. There was no weapons, no exploding kick. Like they, they, they're mm. always something crazy happening in one of their mm. matches. So I, I get it. I think the cage will be interesting, but mm. I, I don't know. Well, look, the anarchy in the arena was the whole arena. This as is long as Willer Yura is part mm. of the Blackpool mm. Combat Cup, I can't. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Noom.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Oh, he is. So there you go. Speaking of... I don't know. This is a transition, folks. Uh, Jack Perry says, we're done with Tarzan, boy, and he's still dipping the biscuit with the jelly to his peanut butter, if you know what I'm saying. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, Then he says that he wants to beat up Hook, and Hook shows up, and Jack Perry runs away. Mm -hmm. What? What, Issa? I can't. I can't. What? Nothing. Keep going. Keep going. (laughs) Issa, walk me through this segment and and this new and improved. You described that the way that baby face, jungle face would have described. (laughs) He said he's banging the hottest chick in the company. Just give that moment some justice. He finally got to brag about it. We all know he's Mm. been dating her forever, but we never actually gotten him to come out there and say, what's up? You know? Mm. That's a. So. Did you like so Isa? You, I'm guessing you like. I feel like this was a much needed move for Jack Perry, and I want you to talk to me about that beautiful tope suicida into the. Oh my SUV. god, that was the best thing I ever seen. Um, I gotta tell you something. I didn't. I saw it happen on Sunday, and my first thing was. Um, I don't know if I can buy him as a heel. And I automatically said, I'm going to give it a chance because I've been shut up before about people that I said, oh, you're not going to cut it as a heel. And they end up kicking mm-hmm. ass, right? And we had uh, Jungle Boy. Sorry, my dog is up to no good. I can just tell. And we had Jungle Boy hang out with Christian for quite some time. So if you're going to mm-hmm. learn and pick up some some tips on how to be a good heel, Christian is the guy to go. I love the heat that he got. He lost me for one second when he did the you people thing. It was going well. And they say, I didn't turn on you. You turn on me. And I'm like, do not do the you people thing. Mm-hmm. But he saved it. He saved it. And the, the, the sliding to the car was way too smooth. But mm-hmm. I got to tell you something. Hook caught up to him so fast. I was like, Usain Bolt, better watch out. Hook was mm-hmm. running. Yeah. <laughs> this was fun. I love this. I actually love this. Yeah, uh, Jimmy, tell me your thoughts on this change in Jack Perry. Because this is clearly the biggest change we've ever seen in his character of course Um, and tell me would you be okay if he aligned himself yet again with someone like christian uh i think he needs to align himself with a a, someone who is an established heel like a christian uh he he exceeded my expectations when he came out and cut his promo i thought i thought it worked for him because i i thought the challenge here in turning him heel is the appeal of jungle boy jack perry is he's you know and I hate to use size as, as uh, a factor here, but as being quote unquote, a little bit, not as big as the other guys is, you know, made him look like that fight from underneath underdog baby face a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, and he had that, you know, that likable personality, let's put it that way. And tonight he came off like an unlikable prick. Let's put it that way. And, and, and ungrateful and, unf- and, but he also looked like the good chicken shit heel you know, if you it, when yeah. he ran away through the crowd and the whole bit and diving into the the back of the vehicle and the whole bit, so I'm gonna, like Issa, I'm going to give it time, but uh, I think it was a pretty good start on his heel thing. But to your answer your question, yes, I think he needs to align himself with someone like a Christian. I 
you know, I thought his his promo, I thought the new look uh, was was good. I thought the promo was good. As silly as it sounds, I think the dive into the SUV is what sealed the deal for me. It was just so... We talk about being a coward or a chicken. I, I The dive into that SUV to get out of there was the most... I've got to get out of here as fast as I can move I've ever seen from a pro wrestler. And that to me absolutely sealed the deal. I don't know how many takes they did or if he just nailed that the first time, but he was, it was like a cartoon. It was so smooth. He like perfectly nailed it. Uh, the, what a, what a great, great move for uh, our boy, Jack Perry. I wonder, is he no longer jungle boy? Is that official? I assume so. Cause he's not using that song anymore. Hmm. Um, I guess we'll see. Jack did a swimmer's dive into the SUV. Um, but yeah, it's uh, so, but I didn't get this. And maybe one of you guys can help, help clarify this for me. He, cause he said, I don't like the title isn't recognized and it's dumb, but it also sounded like he wanted to take the title. Is he trying to get the FTW title or is he like, what's that all about? Maybe I, I, I would assume that, but I think he's just doing it more to just mess with Hook and Taz. You saw him kind of mm-hmm. like address Taz and kind of like mess with him. So I think him going after the titles. And yeah, he's just saying this title is worth it. And I'm still going to take it just to mess with you guys. Worthless. And, and not only that, you know, if I take this title, I will make it mean something. As opposed to you yeah. who hangs on to this thing and uh, this meaningless title, so to speak. Yeah. Well, he would have a point if he defended it. Because uh, Hook doesn't ever defend it, it doesn't seem like. Hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so good stuff from him. We got Ruby Soho uh, in a match that was supposed to be against Britt Baker, but Britt Baker couldn't make it because she was under the weather. Uh, and she gets a win and she talks some trash. I thought this was a, hey, you have extra time. Let's give her some extra time. Let's get someone out there uh, to have a match with. Uh, Jimmy, I'm a big fan of Ruby Soho. I understand that she's kind of in a situation where her teammate is the champ, so she's sort of stuck in kind of a certain spot. But I feel like they've got they've got a talent with Ruby Soho. How do you feel about her as a as an option to be on TV more? No, I'm fine with it. You know, they've got a lot of talented women down there, and having her uh, in this, for lack of a better term, because uh, I know Alexia Nicole being from Canada, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, it, it was kind of a, like an enhancement match for her. And getting her to show her nasty side a little bit. Ruby was not nice, let's put it that way. So you can build her up and you can also start creating some friction and planting some seeds. Because one thing they do like to do in AEW is they like to do the tour, the turns like we saw with Jungle Boy uh, turning on Hook. Uh, but uh, yeah, 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 you know, hey. Um, yeah, Issa, do you think it would you be okay with them breaking up the outcasts already? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe. I, I mean, they haven't really hit with me, so I, I feel very indifferent about it. And I'm not sure that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I did think that Ruby had a great show in tonight. I enjoyed her promo. I thought she looked badass. And we'll see. I mean, to, the, the only way to follow it up is to have her bit beat Britt Baker because Britt Baker has gone over her every single time they face each other so you can come out there and talk all that crap unless you can back it up so the important part is the following up to it I mean unless she's able to dive into the SUV if you can dive into the SUV you can talk crap about anybody absolutely uh, but uh, uh, I, I actually love the outcast I didn't like him at first they definitely grew on me I, I like this group I don't feel like they have 
rivals though. I mean, I know they've been having issues with like Britt Baker, but it feels it. I don't have that same feeling like when just use an old reference. So no one like thinks I'm trying to pick sides. It's kind of like the NWO always had like the Wolfpack or Sting or, or mm. Luger. Where, like these guys feel like they're rivals. It feels, it doesn't, I don't really feel the, the heated rivalry with Baker and, mm. and the right. outcast, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like they need that rivalry to really go with against them or even bloodline and Sami Zayn and KO. It just, it doesn't feel like they have that, that group yet or those people yet that can really take them on um maybe willow nightingale could be that person but willow's lost a lot in tv already to them but could could part of that be because uh we do see tend to see a lot of factions yeah there. right and you, you know what i mean and when again once again when you have a lot of something then it kind of loses its specialness so to speak no absolutely um and uh yeah, we got a few people saying, yeah, they Clay says, yeah, Jack, they aren't selling the hate very much, but uh Ruby promos are always good. Um so yeah, good. I mean, good stuff from them. Again, this was I thought this was a pretty good use of what was uh, supposed to be something else, but then last minute changed. Um Johnny TV. Johnny wow. TV. I don't care what anybody says. I am all in on Johnny TV right now. I think that this is going to be a perfect use of him. I think that him and QT Marshall are actually going to be a fantastic pairing. I think that this is going to work great. Um, this is our, my first time seeing him together, but it just, and it was just a pre-tape quick thing, but Jimmy, I think, I think this is a good pairing. Uh, I know we just talked mm -hmm. about how there's maybe too many groups sometimes. Right. I think, I think QT and Johnny TV are going to have that. I don't know. I don't know if the right word, a corniness about them. That is going mm. to just be fantastic though. If you are going to add anybody at all to this group, there's one name out there. I think that they could, and that is RJ city. Because if you're going to make this into a fun segment and get people both uh, laughing and annoyed at the same time, RJ is a great addition to this. And, and Johnny TV, I'm just, I don't want it to be a shot at what the other guys are doing, you know, with his former partner, Ms. TV, so to speak. Right. I, 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 I like John Morrison. I think he's a great talent. He's very good in the ring. He can talk, let him go and, and let him do his thing. Uh, again, this is one of those things I'm going to give it time and see how it progresses. And hopefully they don't let it get too far out of control. I, I think uh, I get what you're saying about the Miss TV though. I think this is, I think he's Johnny TV because QTV. I don't think it's a Miss mm -hmm. TV. I think, okay. I think that's what the, uh, cause at first I was like, why isn't he Johnny dynamite, you know, or mm -hmm. whatever. Cause that's what I think he was when he was there for one day, uh, <laughs> like a, a while back. Uh, but, uh, I, I think it's a QTV thing more so than a, a Miss TV. Thing. No, he was Johnny elite. Oh, is it Johnny oh, elite? Yeah. Um, that's true. Well, that could get confusing too with the elite. So maybe it's probably right. best to not call himself the elite. Right. And Johnny Dynamite, I guess, wouldn't make sense if he's ever on collision. So yeah, right. maybe Johnny TV, I guess. At this point, he's had so many of these names. Just pick one that you can use everywhere. Right. Uh, I love it. I love the different versions of it. I think it makes it fun. I do, I do too. I think it's uh, especially, I like it, especially when he gets kind of creative like Johnny Mundo instead of Johnny Lucha or something. You know what I mean? Mm. From Lucha mm. Underground. Um, but Issa, I feel, I feel like this is one of the few times we're going to agree on this one. Uh, Johnny TV, are you buying in? 
yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, of him. I think he's a great talent. I've been really wanting to see him somewhere on a consistent basis since, you know, his unfortunate release from WWE. So I'm very happy and looking forward to see what he does here. And I mean, mm-hmm. Thea Valkyrie is part of the company. It makes perfect sense. So, you know, we'll see where it goes, but I'm very, very happy and excited. I think I getting John Morrison is never going to be a bad thing for any company. <laughs> I do feel like it's a little unfair having someone his age with abs like that. I just, I feel like there's probably like, I feel like there's got to be some kind of law or thing against it. It's just not right, but. No, no law against that yet, but there should be a law against Billy Gunn. Yeah. I think at a certain age, you're not allowed to be shredded anymore. It just, it's, it's not fair. Because as long as they're out there, then I can't use it as an ex- as an excuse. <laughs> um, but Ian Adams saying he 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 doesn't he didn't like it. Uh, saying why can't Johnny be the shaman of sexy? Why does he have to be Johnny Drip Drip? I don't know if there's a huge difference between mm. them all. To be mm. totally honest. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got a lot of people. Um, yeah. Johnny Steven says uh, Johnny TV Morrison has to have had the best uh, WWE run of any wrestler in the past decade. The dude literally has fun in every promotion outside of WWE and it shows. Uh, yeah. A lot of people just talking about his different names. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good stuff there yeah. um, from Johnny. We get to the end. I'm of very, the I'm very happy to add that I did give him his Puerto Rico nickname and it was Johnny Pueblo. When he came, when he oh. came and wrestled here for WWC last year, and I'm the one who and he was trying to find that name, and I said Johnny Pueblo, and and, and that's what we interviewed really? him as. Nice, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's uh, that's it reminds me of the old uh, Rey Mysterio line. That's my Pueblo. <laughs> yeah, song. Okay. I don't know. That's like the only line. And Booyaka. I think that's about all it says in that song. But uh, <laughs> but that's awesome. That's cool. I didn't know that. Well, you should. You need to have that, like on your Instagram yeah. and uh, yeah. Twitter header. Those are the coolest things you can do. Is it come up with somebody's name or come up with a, a name for a finishing move? One or the other. Johnny wow. Bloodsport. Okay, I'll take it. <laughs> um, Johnny Bloodsport was a lot of fun. I saw his first match over uh, WrestleMania weekend last year when he showed up. I just, oh man, that was fun. He was fun. Mm-hmm. He he was a lot better than what I expected him to be. Mm-hmm. Of course, Huffman Elite Training is going to tell me that I need to make sure I'm training more. Mm. I mean, my I'm, I'm, my name's Farmer. I got that farmer strength. I don't need to worry about <laughs> yeah. uh, Painmaker and Sammy Guevara versus Sting and Darby in a tornado match. Um, Sting says he uh, he wants more time with the Painmaker, and he's going to get it. There was a weird thing where like. Sammy Guevara came out during a commercial break earlier yeah. and then didn't... it got very confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was definitely confused uh, by this. But uh, at the end of the day, Sting gets gets Jericho in the Scorpion Deathlock and says, I'm not putting over younger talent, uh, Jericho. You're tapping out to me. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, Jimmy, what were your thoughts watching two of the all-time greats have their first matchup? Again, here we go. And maybe uh, what I said earlier about that other match being on pay-per-view, you can make an argument for that being on TV. But for the first time, these two lock up in the ring together, two icons, two legends like this. That is something that could have been saved for someplace like when they go overseas to, to, to uh, Wembley. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's maybe, yes, that's what their plan is for them to have a one-on-one there. You never know. But at the same time, d- limit their physical interaction as much as possible so people can anticipate the match between them. As, yeah. You know, I think it was too soon for them to, to uh, regardless of the fact whether it was a tag match, and to put that stipulation on it, a tornado tag team match, which... Uh, why? So, they made that very last one. minute, right? Because I thought it was yeah. supposed to be just a regular tag match. I think so. I, yeah. I think I do think they actually said it when they set up the match. Oh, um, I could be mistaken, but, but, but um, a t- Texas Tornado match in AEW. Insert your joke here. Anyway. I mean, aren't <laughs> I they all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they. But I, I'll say this: I agree. I guess with the in this case, I, I like the tornado tag because I think what they were thinking to themselves is can Sting and Jericho have an interesting matchup on their own at Sting's age, and so like let's get let's make this tornado so that Sammy and Darby can bounce around all over the place and keep the action high. But I know what you're probably thinking is these guys are legends; they know how to make it work without jumping mm-hmm. around all over the place. Uh, and I would probably agree with you on that one, Issa. How do you feel? I have a lot of thoughts. I thought it delivered. I thought it was a fun main event. I mean, you have a lot of talented people here. Um, Sting is crazy. I mean, that spot. And at the same time, as I praise it, I also have to say you have all these big shows coming up and, and you want your guys taking this kind of risk on TV when you have Wembley. They just announced Grand Slam again. You have all, you know, you're all out in between there. It just feels like a lot of matches you can be saving for later. I just didn't expect to see that much interaction between Sting and Jericho. And they were like the mm. last six minutes of the match. Uh, I think if you're protecting it so that their first one-on-one happens in Wembley or whatever they end up doing, then I just didn't expect to see all of them hitting their each other finishers for a whole five minutes straight because mm-hmm. then it doesn't feel like they haven't gone one-on-one, right? But that mm-hmm. spot that Sting did, like, I was Ooh. legitimately shocked because I, I was expecting it to be all Darby, right? And then when he starts climbing the ladder, um, that guy that they showed, that was literally me on my stream too. And I don't know if that landing, I, I don't know if that landing was how it was supposed to go. And, and then I saw him come back and he seemed to be okay, but I'm not sure that the landing on that spot went that way. And to Jack's point, when you say, well, Sting is that age, should we be having him doing this crazy spot? Even if he wants to do it, but on free TV, what we could, like, I, I just don't know that I have, I feel like I want to praise it at the same time. I feel a little bit like about it. So, mm-hmm. but I, I have fun watching it. I thought it was very entertaining, mm-hmm. but the four people that were in the ring, how are you not going to get an entertaining match with them? Yeah, I wonder because uh, All In is the end of August, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think so, yes. Something like that. So I wonder if maybe that that's maybe they've got plans for other things for those guys. Uh, I mean, yeah. I get what you're saying. I, I feel like if you told me Sting versus Jericho first time ever at All In, I would say sign me up. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, though, they've got a star that's bigger than any other wrestler ever, and that is Goldberg. Goldberg. Well, well, that's the rumor out there. So who knows? And it's all about uh, making it work. That's all. 
You know well, when I mean? you try, you try. I mean, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jimmy, but no. when they had that first face-off, which was incredible, and I'm not comparing them, but CM Punk and MJF didn't touch each other for like three months. So yeah. if your worry is that, that Wembley is three months out, if you put the booking behind it, you can make it work because they did. And if you remember, then they had that trios match where Sting was with uh, Darby and CM Punk against FDR and MJF. And MJF kept outrunning and wiggling his way out to, to having to face... CM Punk. So there is a yeah. way to get to Wembley where you still have them interact doing this and doing that, but not technically fight each other. We, technically speaking, saw a whole wrestling match between them tonight. Yeah. I mean, I agree with you. I'm just saying, I'm trying to think about if there was a reason why it was this way. But I agree. I think that and in general with these kind of things, the one-on-one -on -one match is what we want to see. I mean, right. I don't know about you guys. I would, even if even if Jericho and Sting stunk it up in a singles match, I feel like I'd still rather see that than the tag match with, with the extra people in there. No, personally. I hear you. I hear you. And again, uh, the more limited that their interaction is, and like, like you said, it felt like we got a one-on-one -on -one match for a lot of that match between the two. There was too much physicality between the two leading up to bef before. Anyways, yeah, it's frustrating sometimes. Um, but uh, it, as it is, um, <laughs> Jack wants to see some stink. <laughs> Give me some stinky matches already. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jimmy's like, no. He's, he's special, Jimmy. I'm sorry that you have to <laughs> go through this. So I had to do it two right. in a row. That's, yeah. <laughs> I uh -huh. mean, look, I, I just always think one on one is going to be better, especially for historic matches. I feel like we mm -hmm. give. Yeah. We'll we'll give you some leeway. I think a lot of us would give them leeway. I don't think a lot of us would be expecting, like, you know, suicide dives and everything else. And also, like I said, they're smart. They've been doing this for a while. They know like, how to make an interesting match without doing crazy stuff. You know? Yeah, because obviously you said suicide dives. This, the, the 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 leap that Sting did onto the tables was that necessary? I I will say it wasn't necessary, but yeah. let me tell you. I was invested in that match for that time when, when he went up that ladder. I was glued to that screen. <laughs> I was like this. Ooh. <laughs> I always sound like a uh, like a mother. I'm like, careful, careful. <laughs> mm -hmm. huh? I mean, me and Issa watching the same show would be ridiculous. I'd be like, careful. And she'd be like, blood. <laughs> <laughs> Not when he's thinking. I got to tell you, not when it's thing. You're just like, it's, it's, you want to watch it. You want it to go successful, but you still have mm -hmm. that fear. Like, should you be doing this right now? Like, right. this match for nothing, like for no reason whatsoever. It's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I love the stinger and I hope he's okay. But also, was, I, I'll be honest, I, I popped that crazy for it. So yeah. I'm not going to act like I, I'm not going to pretend now that it's over that I was, I'm not going to wag my finger when in the moment I really was like, this is incredible. <laughs> But it was dangerous. Um, that said, uh, I think that covers it for the show this week. That was AEW yeah. Dynamite. Um, before we sign off, I want to thank everyone for joining us in the chat. Uh, and, of course, uh, what I always like to do, everyone in the chat, let me know your overall thoughts of the show as we go through. Issa, we'll start with you. Your overall thoughts as well. And where can the world find you online? 
I actually enjoyed tonight's episode of Dynamite. There was a couple of things that I could have done without, but I thought it was entertained. I was entertained. Isn't that the whole point? Mm-hmm. I was entertained. I really liked it. And that's always that's always a plus. I watch wrestling. I want to have a good time. I had a great time. Uh, you guys can find me, NYC Demon Diva, on YouTube, Instagram, all of my platforms. You can find me here on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And also, also Lucha Libre Online doing some Spanish coverage. Nice. Very cool stuff with the Lucha Libre online and also very cool stuff with the ring announcing you've been doing. Everyone follow Isa to see some awesome stuff uh, there as well as her watch alongs. Jimmy Corduroy Corderas, where yes. can the world find you online and what do you think of the show? Now, I thought the show, like Isa said, was fun. It had its moments where you went, uh, okay, maybe I didn't need to see that. But at the same time, for the most part, I was entertained and I had fun watching it. And that's the whole idea. And uh, for, that's that's from a fan's point of view. From a and a, a, a former striped shirt looking at certain things, there were stuff that made me go. But hey, you know, that's just again being. Jimmy, you'll all, you're still a striped shirt in your heart. I can't. Help he would it. always be a striped shirt. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I can't help it. But uh, where you can find me, you can find me here on Mondays and Wednesday nights, uh, discussing like we did tonight. And you can catch me on the Reffing It Up podcast with my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, and RJ, who is our host, who does all the heavy lifting, like all the technical stuff. And uh, this week's guest is Tracy Brooks. So uh, we had a lot of fun chatting with her. Uh, Hopefully you check it out. And from Monday to Friday, you can catch me doing my Reffing Rants, where it's a minute long. That's all on all my social media platforms, where it's just a critique. And it's not to tear down. It's to help tighten screws, in my opinion, and help maybe... Make things better if I can. And also, I definitely recommend everyone check that out. One, it's a minute long. I mean, who doesn't have a minute? Just go watch a minute. And it's it's always great to hear from someone who I think should be in the WWE Hall of Fame and will be probably before Batista at this rate. But uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, you, you know, your opinion and your view and your sight on things is always very cool to see. So I definitely recommend everyone check Thank that you. out. Um, again, I want to shout out everyone who is in the chat. We got Ian, we got KOD669, uh, we got Rick Platt, we got Swerve Show. Showed up at the end, Swerve Show. I didn't see you in the chat the whole time. That's a demerit. Uh, but uh, we got Clay Ford with the MVP. Hit that bell icon. Clay, you you win the MVP of the uh, chat today. Jeffrey Sullivan, uh, Lego Brick Collector, and uh, we got Steven and Huffman, Elite Training. Give me a hard time because I don't have those... 12 pack Finn Balor abs, uh, Mike Martin as well, John Everett, uh, Sonny Sitar. Good to see you. You came in at the end as well. Uh, Andy, uh, well, or you were lurking until the end. I don't know, but I, I saw your name show up at the end. And everyone else, thanks so much for joining in uh, at the uh, for our show. Uh, make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. You can find me at Real Jack Farmer across all social media. I am just hanging out on Wrestling Inc. all week. This week, you can find me on the After Smackdown show uh, this Again? week. We're going to be chatting more pro wrestling and just making Issa's life as hard as possible. Uh, <laughs> but we will have a good time until then. Follow at Wrestling Inc. for all your news. Have a good one and good night. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, 
or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.